Hello, my name is Oriana. Um, this is the first ever Star Child Diaries podcast. Um, I highly doubt anybody's read my blog that I used to write. It's been a few years since I uh, touched that. Um, but essentially, this is uh, overall podcast. There's also going to be a couple other series that I do. Um, one, I'm going to be talking about uh, a lot of things to do with sleep, um, so including like dreams and um, the psychology behind the unconscious mind and so on. Um, and then another one I think I'm going to do um, is going to be all about sex um, and human sexuality. Um, but in this particular one, the overall Star Child Diaries um, is just about me and my life and my experiences and kind of things I'm learning along the way. Um, a little bit about me is um, I was born uh, to uh, two people named Manny and Melody. Uh, Manny, uh, his name is Manny Two Feathers, which a small, small, small percentage of the world knows uh, from his books, My Road to the Sundance, Stone People Medicine, and Coco Paley's Dream, uh, which my mom, Melody, uh, published when she started a publishing company called Will Be Love Publishing. Um, and they were quite the team and uh, pretty amazing people to have as parents. Uh, they have both passed on now. My dad passed back in 2007 uh, from small cell lung cancer. We were living in Arizona at the time. And uh, a bunch of things happened um, that I don't want to get into right now. Uh, but we ended up, uh, we meaning my mom, myself, and my little brother Stone, ended up living back in Canada where we were all born. Um, and my mom passed away back in 2017 in a car accident. Um, so definitely have been through uh, quite a bit, not as much as, you know, some people, but I've been through my fair share of experiences in my life, and I feel like I've learned a lot, and I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings, and of course, you know, coming from parents who, you know, wrote books and traveled and interacted with people and did a lot of work by kind of sharing their own life experiences and helping other people through whatever they're going through, I've decided that I kind of want to follow in a similar path and kind of help people with whatever I can. I mean, I went to school for social service work because that's my passion. Growing up, anybody asked me what I wanted to do, I wanted to save the world. I wanted to help people. And so I'm doing that the best that I can um, through kind of what I have going on. Um, so this particular series is probably just going to be very random um, you know just kind of talking about some things that I've got going on and uh, occasionally I'm hoping I will be joined by my friend um, Tanya or my friend Nicole or my friend Abby who are some of the people that have been in my life uh, the longest um, we'll see if I can get some other people on here as well um, you know, people who have impacted my life that I want to hear more from, talk to, interview, share with. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Um, today, um, I guess what I'll start with, I mean, it's not exactly what I plan to start with, but I mean, life doesn't really care what you plan. It just kind of happens and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. So, and today, I guess I'm talking about, um, some mental health things and kind of where I'm at with that. Um, obviously as everybody is aware with the whole COVID-19 thing, a lot of things got shut down. Um, my workplace kind of did that. Um, I was working in a call center for a major telecommunications company here in Canada and I was in the sales department. So obviously not essential um, because a lot of people can just order the, the same things online. Um, so what they did was they kind of trained our department to handle uh, overflow tech support calls. Um, now, I am not a technical person at all. That's kind of Stone's department. I have to ask him for help setting up, you know, a Google Home <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I'm a person who would call in for tech support. I'm very, very stupid about that kind of thing and in awe of anybody who understands it. Um, but anyway, they had um, given us about a week's training for TV, internet, and home phone. Um, now, normal tech support training is three weeks of like Monday to Friday in-class training, and then there's another week of what they call nesting, where you have supervisors like there listening in on your calls, helping you through it, answering questions. Um, and this, especially with the emergency situation, it was just a very like quick training. Here you go. Here's a number to call if you have it. Um, any questions and they got us set up working from home which was great and I, I appreciate a lot um, them doing that because they really could have just laid off our entire department um, and then we all would have been unemployed so I appreciated them like you know taking that step to try and keep as many people employed as they possibly could and I know that with this like a lot of people needed more help with tech support and that's totally understandable um, but as I said for myself like I can't handle it and where I was uh, myself like kind of mentally before that before everything kind of hit the fan is I had just broken up with my ex-boyfriend um, and I have nothing nothing negative to say about him he's a wonderful person um, it's just one of those situations where there's a lot of places where we weren't compatible as people. Um, and I'll probably touch on that again and again here and there. Um, but overall, him and I are just probably better off being friends. But anyway, um, I got set up. I was working from home for a couple of weeks. I think I did it for about two weeks. And I noticed that I wasn't... I wasn't getting out of bed anymore. I was just lifeless, I guess. Like, it's hard to understand, even for me, and I'm going through it, um, waking up in the morning and just looking at the wall and thinking, okay, I should get up and I should make breakfast and I should take a shower and, you know, do all the normal things you're supposed to do when you're starting the day. 
and just like your body just doesn't respond just doesn't happen and you look and you think oh I should do laundry and it just doesn't happen and you're like okay just get up three two one get up you know doing all those things and it would take and like from 10 in the morning to like four o'clock in the afternoon before I could actually just like move just to go to the washroom and that was on my days off like I just I couldn't do anything I was just sleeping every spare moment I got and then when I was working I'm sitting there on edge because I, I didn't know what I was doing I'd be um, on a phone call that would take a normal tech support agent probably 20-30 minutes to resolve um, was taking me like two to three hours because I just didn't know what I was doing so I'd have to there's a program that kind of tells you the steps to do based on whatever problem the customer is calling about um, but if I chose the wrong pathway of steps then I'd have to go back and start over again um, and there's a support line that I could call to say hey I don't know what to do how do I do this and they would say do this do this do this and they'd get you on the right track and then you'd go back to it and then I'd get stuck again and it was just this cycle and of course understandably the person on the phone is like why is this taking so long and I I, I really did do my best but the stress and anxiety of not knowing how to do a job and trying really hard to do it well with you know the recent breakup and there's a whole lot of like historical things that have happened that tend to build up in my head because I tend to bottle so I have this really great knack for distracting myself from dealing with things that are hard for me I can focus on other people, I can focus on tasks, I can focus on projects. Doing this podcast is probably one of them, but it'll probably help to kind of be talking out loud and talking through some things. Um, but I'm really good at not dealing with things that I should probably be dealing with, especially if they're emotionally heavy and hard. Because in my mind, I should be stronger than that. I should be able to say, you know what, okay, yes, my parents are gone, um, but it's okay, they're wonderful people, they gave me a lot of really great tools to, like, move forward in my life and, like, be okay, and, you know, I have to worry about my brother, and I have to worry about, you know, having a roof over my head and all these other things I gotta do, and then if I can't find enough things of my own to deal with, then I'm, like, calling up my friends, hey, how's your life, what's going on? Um and distracting myself with everything else than dealing with me. I don't like having to deal with me. Um, I have a lot of interest, but I don't like looking inward, and I'm trying really hard to stop um, doing that, because the best way to grow as a person, the first best step is to start getting to know yourself and that's what I'm trying to do I'm getting to know myself so when I realized that I wasn't getting out of bed I wasn't participating I like my quality of life just disintegrated I wasn't even eating anymore which anybody who knows me I like food I like to eat if you're on my snapchat 
you know, it's just loaded up with, like, me cooking whenever I'm posting, anyway. And when I was realizing that my, my whole life was just going down the drain and all I was doing was getting up just in time to log into work and all I'd have all day was, like, an insurer and a cup of coffee. Like, that was it for days. And I was like, this isn't good. And I recognized... Um, the signs of depression in myself because I've been through it before and I saw it with my mom and I've learned to just pay attention to what's going on with me. So I called up my nurse practitioner, Carrie, who has been my nurse practitioner since we moved back up to Canada. And I told her how I'd been feeling. I said, I'm really not doing well. Like I'm not eating. I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not, not doing anything. Like I'm barely existing. I, I work that's it and anything outside of work is like sleep it's just sleep and so she said okay um she referred me to a counselor and I've been talking to her her name is Cinnamon and I've been talking to her over the phone obviously because we can't meet in person right now and just kind of telling her how I've been feeling and she said I want you to consider taking time off work because from the sounds of it you haven't dealt with anything you've been through over the last like well how long has it been since 2007 yeah 13 years I haven't dealt with basically anything I've been through like I've tried but my problem is if I take time off instead of dealing with my stuff on the inside, I'm cleaning the house and looking after my brother and taking on a new project or whatever else it is. And just not, simply not dealing with my stuff because it hurts, you know, it hurts. Because I'm grieving my parents still, and I will for the rest of my life be grieving my parents. Um, I grieve them every time I see my brother because all I can think is I can't stand that he's had to go through what he's been through. It's not fair. You know, he's 23, I'm 28. Well, he will be 23 in October, and it's just so unfair that someone that young has lost both of his parents. You know, he's gone to college, and he's doing so well, and I'm so proud of him. And I know our parents would be too. But they're not here to see it. They're not here to say, hey, good job, son. You know, we're proud of you for going to college and finding a career that you like. You know? It, it's just so not fair. And, um... Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I think sessions with her are really good, and I am now, um, on a leave of absence from work, um, and I know I've been doing it again where I'm trying to distract myself, anything to keep from having to be introspective, um, 
and like I said, I think this podcast is probably another way of doing that, especially like the other ones, not this one, uh, but the dream talk one and the sexuality talk one, um, I know are kind of like more distraction things, which is why I'm making a point of doing this one first, because it's going to force me to kind of talk out a lot of things, um, that I think, I think I need to. If anybody knows my family, knows my dad and my mom, they started um, a Sundance, which anybody who doesn't know what that is, is a First Nations Native American ceremony. It's the most sacred one of the year where um, there's fasting and dancing and it's all about self-sacrifice and prayer and um, you always pray for other people, you don't pray for yourself. And um, it's been a part of my life forever. First time I ever moved in my mom's stomach was to the beat of a Sundance drum. And my dad was a Sundancer and then eventually became a Sundance chief and an elder. And my mom was his support. You know, she helped him kind of become who he was. Um, or helped him become known, I guess. And he helped a lot of people. They both did. They did a lot of really good things. And one of those things was starting this Sundance. Now, this is um, a mixed blood Sundance. So what that means is it's for people who, even if you only have a drop, of native blood in you, or even if you're just someone who is genuinely, and I mean genuinely called to that way of prayer, you have a place to go, because many, many nations, and it is totally understandable, and I commend them for it, are very closed, right, from inviting non-native people into that ceremony, because as we've seen with basically every culture out there, um, it gets taken, it gets romanticized, objectified, and exploited. You know, um, Native culture has been exploited and sold, and like things that are sacred and traditional and earned are now being used to like, you can just sell them. And that's not right, because it's not about money, it's about who you are on the inside, that you earn those things, like eagle feathers is a great example. Every single thing has a, a teaching and a purpose, and like you don't just get things given to you, and you don't just get to have things that you want. Like um, I was always raised that you never, ever, ever, ever pay for a ceremony. You don't pay to learn it. You don't pay to attend it. You're invited to ceremony by genuine people. You can't just look up online, oh, sweat lodge near me, and it's like an Airbnb, you know, oh, this sweat lodge is only $25 per person. That's not how it works. It should cost you nothing, absolutely nothing, to participate in those ceremonies. And I'm, I always get angry when people are selling them because it's like, that's not yours to sell. 
it's not an Etsy project, it's not, it's not like that, you know, it's, and then people who pay to learn, quote, teachings, right, for, like, the sacred pipe, or whatever, like, you, you don't pay for those, you find an elder, and they teach you when you're ready to know, and when you're ready to receive that knowledge, and it's just, anyway, that's why my dad started this Sundance is for like genuine people who are actually called to that way of life it's a private thing Um, you can't just show up it's invitation only and it's not it doesn't steal anything from other nations or other Sundances we've had people from all over all different nations the Lakota people we've had Ojibwe people Choctaw Cree, um, Cherokee, we've had people from all over, elders from all over come to our Sundance and see what my mom and dad put together. And I know he was guided a lot um, by Creator. And if you want to know the the details about his journey and his story, um, his book is currently out of print, um, but I know that there are some copies of it on Amazon. Um, I'd love to get it you know, reprinted one day, but anyway, he wanted a place for people to go to pray in that way without stealing from others, and he did it. It's a very, very, very fine line, but they walked it, and they did it in such a beautiful way, and a ceremony was created, and now it's still going on 13 years later, and gotten a lot smaller since he passed away and that's mostly because he had the ability um, to travel that was what our business was um, was he had his books and we had our crafts our dream catchers our stone people medicine and he would travel all over the country and meet people at shows and powwows and you know he'd invite them like he he would invite them to the Sundance they'd show up and that's how it was growing and now since he's passed away there's nobody really to do that work I'd like to I really would I mean out of all of my siblings I'm the only one who really participates in that and that's like that's not saying anything against my my siblings at all like they have their lives they have their paths and they're on it and they're wonderful and they're doing their thing right It's not always the same path for everybody. Um, But I've always felt that it was mine. And uh, I'm trying, but it's it's hard to do what my parents did. Um, Because they they really did some crazy stuff. Um, But I'm hoping to one day. I'm trying to find a way to maybe make that happen for me. Um, We'll see what happens. But the biggest part that I wanted to talk about was how he wanted people to have a way to pray, and he made that. And that's why we have the Mixed Blood Sundance. And, um... I will always follow that path and that way. And I hope that I can figure out a way to make it bigger and better and um but being up here it's hard because before dad passed away and I was telling cinnamon this too 
my overall feeling all the time is loneliness because before dad passed away we were going to sweat lodges all the time I was around our spiritual family all the time and when he passed away and mom brought us up to Canada it was definitely the best thing that could have happened because she got the care that she needed for her mental health Stone and I were put into a wonderful home with good people while she was healing we were okay, we were safe, we were good but living out here and being so far away from the people and the life that I had known is a very lonely feeling because there's lots of First Nations people around here but I'm not part of that community and I don't know how to become part of that community and it's been a very awkward feeling and um, with everything that I've just told you about um, like the mixed blood Sundance and how it works um, and how we Im invited people from all different walks of life um, to that Sundance, to that circle but only the genuine people um, I had a bit of uh, an identity crisis one time because this uh, this guy, I went on a school trip in high school to the Peterborough Canoe Museum here in town and I loved it. I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to finally, like, maybe get to meet some other Native people and, like, talk to people. And um, there was this guy who was, like, giving us the tour. And, and I said, like, wanted, I tried to talk to him. And I feel like the way I approached him maybe wasn't in the best way. Because when I mentioned that it was a mixed blood Sundance and I was trying to tell him about my family, because it's always something I've been very proud of and very open about talking about, he's like, oh so you're one of those hippy-dippy types. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, like the blending of traditions and da-da-da-da-da. And I said, um, no, but like I, I, ha I had no idea what he was talking about. I knew that he was wrong, but I didn't know how to explain myself better because um, I think I was only 16 or 17 at the time and I wasn't prepared for that kind of like hostility. And I felt bad and then I started doubting myself I started thinking like is that what the Sundance is like is that what mom and dad did like did they steal did they did they do something wrong like am I am I wrong like am I even native like and I started this huge like years long inner struggle about like am I even legitimately native like I don't look at like I definitely took after my mom more in the looks department and should I even have my sacred object? Should I be following this path? Is the Sundance even a good thing? And a lot of this like identity crisis stuff. And um, I, I'm still dealing with a lot of those confused feelings. But I think I'm becoming more solidified in knowing myself and who I am as a person and knowing that no, this is a good thing. It's it's a positive thing it's different but it's not wrong and it's not stealing and it's not blending traditions because we invite people from different walks of life doesn't mean we're blending everybody's traditions all together into that ceremony because that's not how it works we have our songs we have um, a lot of like the basic stuff right like the four directions and the circle and the sweat lodges like that's universal that's a lot of nations have that we have 
all of these things. It's just that we welcome people who wouldn't normally be able to find a ceremony to go to because of their own background, right? And in my life, and I've heard it many, many times before, I've always been raised with the saying or prayer, all my relations. And what that means is we're all children of Mother Earth. We all walk upon her. We're all part of this big circle of life. And the medicine wheel, you'll notice, has four different colors. Black, white, red, and yellow. To represent all the major races of the world, right? And we all share that circle. And without one quarter of it, the circle's not complete. We're all important. We all matter. And there's a place for everybody in this world. And um, dad and mom just wanted to create a space for that. And, uh, and they did. And I want to keep that going. I want to keep helping people the way that they did. And um, I'm just, I need to start, well, I need to stop doubting myself and start believing in myself having confidence in who I am as a person because for me I always ever just do the best that I can I try to be as kind as I can be I help people wherever I can I'm I'm genuinely always trying to be the best person I can be and I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I I know I do. <laughs> but the important thing for anybody is as long as you're trying your damned hardest, even if your hardest is just getting out of bed and taking a shower. Even if your best is just thinking, hey, I should do that and I'm going to do that tomorrow. Like, as long as you're trying and you're genuinely doing your best, then that's all you can really do. And you should always forgive yourself if that's all you can do. And don't, don't beat yourself up if you can't do more than that. Take care of you. Take care of your soul. Take care of what you need to. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with Cinnamon is working through my things and understanding myself and kind of my own pains and healing them and reconnecting myself with the creator. Um, because getting back to that feeling of loneliness is because all of a sudden all of that was gone and I have trouble connecting with people up here and I need to reconnect myself and maybe build my own circle of people and I want to do that one day I actually have a, a dream life I mean I think we all do have a dream life of what we would like to see our life be if we were in the most ideal situation mine uh, I'm not even going to touch on the whole relationship husband thing because I'm not in a place right now to really think about that, but 
living wise I would love to have a house that's warm and inviting with space for people to come and stay like if my family wanted to come visit one of my sisters comes and brings their kids like they can come and stay with me and I wanted to have a big garden and like a natural pool or a pond kind of thing in the backyard or overlooking a lake or both and I want space for a sweat lodge there and a big like barn or shed or something so I can you know have a workshop area like my dad used to have and um you know be able to store things like my adopted dad his name is Al he kind of stepped up to that and adopted me officially as his daughter uh, a few years ago and uh, he's been teaching me a lot of things he has like this great big barn and he keeps teepees in there and he has his boat where he likes to take it out fishing and things like that and that's like the dream he's got leather and beads and you know sinew and he can just make beautiful things he's got files and saws and all sorts of stuff to make crafts and my dad did too and so that's something I would want and I just see having sweat lodges there every weekend you know like I used to when I was growing up and if I could work, like if I own my own business similar to theirs, right? Oh man, like if I could be a writer or a person who does um, speaking or owned a store or something. Um, I have a lot of ideas that I get that from my parents, my entrepreneurial ideas. But if I had that kind of life, I would most definitely travel to different shows and different expos and go visit people and, you know, take road trips down to the States and across Canada and meet people and I'd start building that circle again. And right now I feel like the world is in a very interesting place because our generation, which I'm a millennial and the generation after us, right, like the Gen Z and Gen X, um, we're this very odd group of people where we tend to come off as self-centered, I think, like very self-focused. And I think a part of that stems from our desire to be remembered, our desire to be heard, to be validated. And yes, a lot of it has to do with the fact that our boomer parents raised us to believe that we could do anything, that we were special, that we were important. I mean, Lord knows I had that drilled into my head. But then my dad, who was born in 1939 and was the generation or two older than my mother, also taught me that I need to work hard, that I have to put in the effort. I have to do things to make my dreams happen even if I deserve it even if I'm special even if whatever I have to work for it and I feel like our generation is coming into a weird weird place where like we put more emphasis 
on people and experiences and more energetic things rather than physical things. Like we love our technology, don't get me wrong. But we like our technology because it allows us to experience the world better and also keep it, like keep solid memories that we can bring up and look at, you know. We love recording ourselves because it's like, wow, look at these amazing things I'm getting to do and I want to remember this forever and I want other people to know what I've been through and... But... The priorities are more towards um, not necessarily having things. I mean, definitely people want to be wealthy, but who the heck doesn't in this world? Wealth allows you to travel. Wealth allows you to, to do the things that you've always wanted to do. But I, as weird as it sounds, I feel like our generation is coming back around to like another spiritual place. Like it's gotten so much bigger with people getting back to eating natural foods and going organic or going keto and like doing yoga and connecting with that kind of more spiritual-esque place, right? Like it's like just on the tip of it, right on the verge of asking those questions. Like, like James Redfield says in the Celestine Prophecy, what is our purpose and why is it, how is it that we find ourselves alive here today? What is, what is the whole purpose behind it? What is our mission? What is our, what are we supposed to do? You know, because we really have no idea. What is the purpose of life? It's a question that has been asked many, many times, but a lot of people aren't or haven't been asking that in a very long time. What is our purpose? Because our purpose has been, you know, getting through high school, then going off to college and getting uh, your education so you can get a career, so you can make money, so you can have kids, so they can go to school and go to college and get a career. And it's been a very um, materialistic centered existence for a long time. And now we're getting to a point where people, because our generation is very unlikely. I mean, maybe now it might be a little bit more likely for us to own houses and do things so like we're living rent renting right we live in a way that we can't put so much emphasis on physical things we have to put more emphasis on experiences because that's all we can really have and um i think that that we're coming to a point where we're going to start asking that question again. What is our purpose? What is our job? What are we supposed to do? And who am I? What purpose? What place do I have in the huge scheme of the universe and everything that is going on? What do I do? And this is part of why I'm exploring sleep and the unconscious mind in my other series that I'll be doing. Because our minds are so incredibly powerful and what we can do with them is so incredibly amazing and imagine a world where where we're all connected 
like that and we all try to make the same thing happen at once. I don't know if you've ever watched The Secret or know anything about um, the power of manifestation and the law of attraction. And it's essentially, uh, a brief summary is like, your intention affects the universe. It does. That is, that is a thing that's been proven with science. Human intention affects the world around us. But we're usually doing it unconsciously or subconsciously where we're thinking things and then don't realize it but when you think things and you believe in them or you intend for things to happen a good example is um, if you've ever been thinking of a person right you're like oh I should talk to so-and-so and then you reach for your phone to text them and they're already calling you I know that's happened to me multiple times and it's one of those things where they you guys are connected you felt that vibration and either it was you who thought of them or them that thought of you but you guys connected and you felt it at the same time I usually that normally happens with me uh, with people that I'm very connected to not always people that I'm talking to all the time it could be somebody I haven't talked to in months and I'll think of them go to message them and they've already messaged me and now with the way that we're able to communicate all of our ideas and connect with each other long distance through the internet it's bringing everybody's subconscious mind that much closer together because not only are we connected energetically um, we're connected in a very tactile way a very solid way through the internet and we can share those ideas in the blink of an eye and that brings us all closer together again you know there's people here and I'm in southern Ontario right there's people here that are having very similar thoughts feelings and experiences to somebody who's living all the way down in like Kentucky and we're connected that way and you can go somewhere really far away and still have a way to connect with someone and that's a powerful thing that's something that people haven't had before and that connection that closeness that we have I think is just it I mean it can be a tipping point right it's either we're gonna go on and we're gonna do something amazing and great and wonderful for the world or not and I don't even want to think about the possibilities of not <laughs> but I think my generation is getting to the point in our lives where especially Millennials because we're getting into our 30s or we are in our 30s I'm 28 to be clear um, we're, we've got the job, we've got the education, we're making money, we're starting families, and now life is to the point where we can afford to start asking those next step questions. I have a friend named Janet who I met her, um, she was a, a teenage mom, I think, I maybe met her when she was like 19 or 20. 20 something and she just had a baby girl and she was working her butt off in a restaurant and like it was in a teeny tiny little apartment and she was just constantly on the go work 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 she'd socialize with her friends sometimes that's where I came in you know to babysit for her either when she was working or when she was hanging out with people and I've been her friend ever since then 
and I've seen her go from like just working her butt off in a restaurant to all of a sudden she was going back to school while she was a mom she was going to college working full-time and going and taking care of her daughter and she also helped me a lot she kicked my butt to get my driver's license she kind of helped me figure out what I wanted to go for in school and she went from like constantly work 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 to now like she's still working she works her butt off she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met but she's comfortable she's at a point in her life where she's making enough money to support her family to live comfortably and to finally do things that she wasn't able to do way back when I met her and one of those things that she's been saying ironically enough another friend of mine which um, they didn't know that I knew both of them <laughs> but my other friend her name is Alyssa she's a yoga instructor and she own her, owns her own business called 1111 and she's a life coach as well and she's She's one of those people that just, like, emulates, like, this warm light in her. And just being around her makes your heart feel lighter. I swear she's an angel sent to earth. But anyway, I digress. They've been connected and working together. And Janet is finally starting to learn things like um, the law of attraction and manifestation and changing her way of thinking. And she's those questions and kind of steering towards that spiritual conversation those spiritual thoughts and feelings and I told Janet about the secret like way back in high school because weird childhood that I had I knew about it and I told a lot of people about it and but she ended up finding it herself later on in life when she finally had the freedom to do so when she wasn't struggling with all the things that she had to work past to get to where she is now and that I think is a huge example of kind of where our generation is going because now we're adults we're making decisions and we're in a place where you know we've gone through a lot of the struggles of just meeting our basic needs and now we're in a place where we can start focusing on those next questions and I find that very, very, very interesting. And I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Um, especially with the world at large right now. Like, with the whole um, Black Lives Matter movement, I'm in awe. And my heart just, it's crying with sorrow and it's crying with joy because obviously native people and black people have been through so much that nobody, no race, no group of people, no one ever deserves to go through. And I admire them so much because they've been through slavery and genocide and murder and racism and every trial and tribulation ever and the reason I cry with joy is because in spite of all of that they still get up they still smile they still say I am here and I deserve better and I'm not going to be taken down by this none of us are 
and we will fight for our rights because we deserve them and they do we all do and I'm just I want to hug them because it goes back to that all my relations thing I see everyone and yes I mean everyone including the people I don't quite like as members of a family of my family and there's people that like it boggles my mind how terrible some people can be how selfish people can be and that's why I stand so much beside people who don't take that not going to take it laying down we're not going to deal with it and I think our generation wants a world where this isn't a thing that has to keep happening because I don't know about anybody else but I'm quite sick of people treating each other badly there should be so much more love in the world than there is and I want to start seeing that being brought out of people I want to see that love I want to see that happiness that positivity there's always going to be conflict in the world always it's human nature you know people are going to fight but the world at large like the systems in place to run our society should not be where people are treated unequally there should be equality and there should be equity for everybody and it boggles my mind that we haven't managed to figure that out yet because there is more than enough of everything in the world there's no reason on this planet earth that a single person here on our planet should be hungry should be homeless should be discriminated on we have all the resources we need to take care of everyone and it boggles my mind that because I don't know people need the right papers signed the right discussions to happen why is it a topic of discussion whether or not certain people should be taken care of it shouldn't be a discussion that people should be treated like people that shouldn't like that shouldn't be the part of a discussion the discussion should be okay so how do we channel like what resources do we channel to solve this problem that's what the discussion should be it shouldn't be mm, but do they really deserve it yes everybody deserves it everybody deserves to have especially in our day and age every single person on the planet should have a roof over the head food in their bellies step beyond that everybody should have an education it should be a complete education and opportunities for growth nobody should be without those things food water and shelter and education should be a universal thing and it just boggles my mind that it's not like how have we not figured that out yet it seems like it's a simple thing but this is why I'm excited that we're all getting older because our generation most of us believe that these things are very simple you know we were taught this crap in kindergarten share don't hit you know it's basic basic childhood lessons there 
that just aren't being used. So anyway, I can't remember where I, how I got onto this rant, but that's how I am. A little bit all over the place, but I can definitely talk for an hour straight with nobody talking back to me. <laughs> but I get that from my mom. She could carry a whole conversation all by herself, and you'd still feel very engaged in it. But you wouldn't be talking while she was. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's pretty good for the first episode. I've been talking for 52 minutes now. Um, I'm not sure what to call this video. I guess I'll just name it Introduction. Um, and I hope that, I don't know, I hope that you liked it. If you are still listening, um, I really appreciate you listening to my podcast because I um, don't know if it'll go anywhere else other than people who know me, but um, I appreciate you being there and supporting me. Um, and yeah, I look forward to, to future episodes. We'll see what, uh, what I'm going to talk about. Sorry. Um, anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope that you feel, um, my love that I'm sending out to you because I just kind of send it out there. I had a friend call me up one time and she's like, Hey, I'm sending you good vibes right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, do you feel them? Do you feel the vibes? Because I'm working really hard to send them to you. <laughs> and that's how I feel right now. I'm sending good vibes. I'm working really hard to send them out to you. And I hope that you feel them. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day. And um, if you have any questions for me, or if you're curious about things, if you know anything that you'd like to hear me talk about or discuss, um, feel free to send me a message. Um, I'd be happy to chat about those things in future episodes. And stay safe. Um, have a good day. And I will see you next time. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Alright, bye for now.